0: Kaya FM Podcast. The Law Report with Michael Bill, Kaya FM
1: 95.9. A very good evening to you and welcome to The Law Report. My name is Michael Matwenning Bill and it's good to be with you this Wednesday evening where once again we talk about law and this evening we're focusing on tax law. And this is your show, Mkaya, because this is a show where you get to ask pretty much any question that you have in respect of tax, whether Um, you are employed, whether you're a freelancer, whether you are owning a company whatever the case might be and I think uh, uh, often even people look at this as uh, in terms of people who are employed but of course we also know that even beneficiaries of deceased estates are affected by tax so in any capacity that you might have where you want to ask for yourself or for a friend do you call us the number to dial i am joined um, by uh, uh, a member of SARS uh, uh, Mr. Farid Khan who's the executive uh, in the compliance units and 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 this is a show that you want to call into because we can answer any question that you might have. So I have an expert for you, for you and you particularly need it because it's also the tax season. But the tax season is not something that goes away today. You work through, you work you work towards the next uh, the next tax season. So any question that you might have, do give us a shout. You can also post your questions on my Twitter handle by going to at Bill. That's my Twitter handle. Uh, before we start our show, special thanks to my Paseko Mukwele. She's back again tomorrow at 7pm. All right, uh, Mr Khan, good evening to you and welcome to The Law Report.
2: Good evening, Michael, and good evening to the listeners. And uh, thank you. No pressure. We can answer any question.
1: <laughs> 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 so, so I have disclosed to you that that me and Sars don't 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 really get along because you always trouble for me because <laughs> you know somebody who's both employed and owns a business. I get to pay tax twice. Uh, one way or another, but it's for a good cause. So jokes aside, um, we'll be talking about tax. And I did say, I'm going to ask all the questions. If, if if you don't ask questions, I'm going to hug Mr. Khan and I'm going to ask him questions that pertain to me. But this is not about me. It's about you. So give us a call. Once again, zero eight six Let's perhaps start here. Um, if I'm employed for a company, um, in terms of tax, what do I need to be... Concerned about and what do I need to know?
2: Okay, so um, thank you very much again, Michael, uh, for inviting me, and thank you very much for the opportunity to interact with your with your listeners. Um, <clears throat> so, so the question you're asking is: you're employed by a company, and what do you need to know?
1: Yeah. So, so and I suppose it's, a, it's it's a deliberately broad question um, uh, because when you when you uh, get a job you you're happy and and you're excited about the job and 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 you hear people on the radio talking about tax returns talking about all sorts of tax terms n- n- some of which you you may not understand so so coming in as a new entrant in the job environment what do i need to worry about to ensure that i don't get a tax bill three four five years down the line
2: okay so th- um first and foremost um uh of the people of this country don't pay any taxes because they're unemployed and I guarantee that they would be very happy to Pay taxes if they can get a job So, so be glad that you're paying some taxes. Sure. (laughs) That's sure (laughs) (laughs) Michael uh, when you get employed your employer is going to deduct paye from your salary. Yeah, that is Hopefully all of the taxes that you need to pay. Yeah, um when you file a return during filing season then essentially what you're doing is you're reconciling the amount of taxes that you've paid with the amount of income that you've earned less any legitimate deductions that you might have right and if you file you might find that SARS owes you some money right because your deductions qualify you for a lower tax bracket or a tax rate
1: now 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 is is everybody who is employed, so, so everybody that's employed must pay, pay as you earn and that is something that is the employee's responsibility. When does it now shift to become your responsibility?
2: Okay, so it becomes your responsibility when you have income other than employment income right so if you've got a second a business on the side mm-hmm. uh that that earns you income then you become liable for provisional tax right if you have um significant other income such as perhaps um a second source of income like um passive income from investments or interest income that is significant you mm-hmm. might want to register for provisional tax in order to avoid a big bill at the end of
1: the year even if you employed
2: even if you're employed,
1: yes. right? So, so, what, 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 So, 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 step by step, and just to accommodate me, um, I work for X and I get a salary, and my employer deducts the money. But I also have a property that I rent out, and I get rental income from that. Does it mean that, in addition to being registered for pay as you earn, I'd have to also be registered as a provisional taxpayer?
2: No, you don't. It's not compulsory that you need to register as as a provisional taxpayer in that instance, but it might be in your interest. Of course, if you have one property getting one rental income, it might not be uh, in your best interest to register as a provisional taxpayer. Mm -hmm. But if you have 10 properties and you know that you're getting a significant amount of income out of that, it might be in your best interest to register and pay provisional tax twice a year Mm -hmm. instead of being landed with a big bill at the end of the year.
1: All right, I'm talking to uh, Farid Khan, um, who's the executive for the Compliance Unit of the South African Revenue Services. And this is an open line, so this is not a show where we're gonna package material for you. This is a show where you get to ask the questions and he's available for you to take all your questions. The number to dial, 086-00-00959. Often we hear people talking about, um, uh, Mr Khan, talking about uh, tax returns and, and one never know if this affects them or not. Who would have to be concerned about? First of all, what are tax returns? I think that's that's a legitimate question, um, and and who is liable to to submit tax returns?
2: Thanks for that question, Michael, because I think
1: it's going to impact
2: many of your of your listeners uh, out there. Uh, so I just want to start before I explain that. Start by saying that last year, more than a million people submitted a tax return to SARS. That they were not required to submit. Mm-hmm. So, SARS, despite the reputation that we have, are actually good guys. They've given many people in South Africa a free pass. We have something called a, a, a filing threshold. Mm-hmm. So, if you earn a salary, you work for one employer, you earn below 350,000 Rand a year, you have no other income apart from your salary income. Mm-hmm and you want to claim no other deductions Mm -hmm. you're not required to file
1: all right so if i if i don't earn more than three hundred and fifty thousand rand a year i don't have to file you don't
2: and you don't have any other income right so a lot of people fail to understand this Mm -hmm. if you earn interest from a bank Mm -hmm. even if it's a hundred bucks in addition to your salary income You need to submit a return
1: because you have a second source of income. And let's talk about, you know, just, uh, you know, I suppose on that, on that issue of interest, you guys have some scheme that you came up with two years ago where you encourage people to invest money that will be tax-free. I'm going to ask you to explain that, but like I, like I did say to 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 the listeners, this is not my show; this is a show for listeners. And I see some of the calls are starting to come in, and I will be taking them. So keep keep calling us, um, keep dialing that number: zero eight six double zero double zero nine five nine. Last question for now from me in relation to additional income. A lot of people may earn below 350,000 rands, but they may may be receiving maintenance income in respect of their children. Does maintenance qualify as additional income? So if if, uh, an ex-husband, ex-wife is paying me 10 grand a month for two kids, is that additional income that that now would sort of put me in a position where I have to file a tax return?
2: The, The short answer, Michael, is yes. Any income that you receive from any source Mm. is income. Mm. They may may or may not be exempt, Mm -hmm. but you are required to declare to SARS, and SARS will exempt it if they need to be exempt. So let me give you a simple example. There's an exemption level of twenty three thousand. I think it's twenty three thousand five hundred rand this year for for interest. Right now, a lot of people think if I earn interest below twenty three and a half thousand, I don't need to declare it. No, you do. Mm-hmm. You must declare. It. SARS will give you the exemption that you're entitled to.
1: Oh, so the good thing is, just declare. Let SARS determine if, absolutely, if if so. So be, rather be part of the million people that get told, no, you didn't have to submit. Yes. So here's the other thing, just still related to to, to the point that you were making. Why is maintenance income part of it? Surely, if 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 these same people, same husband, wife, and children. Same people if they were still married or still together and, and, and wife receives money from husband to support the kids, surely that would not have been construed as additional income because it, it would have been sort of part of the household income viewed that way. Why is it that once there's a divorce, suddenly there's now um, uh, a more onerous or cumbersome requirement when, when I'm earning uh, you know not even three, not even close to 350, I'm earning 80000 rands a year. And I'm just receiving this maintenance income that I used to receive historically. And now that I'm divorced, now suddenly I have to file a return.
2: Michael, um, again, I'm not an expert on on the maintenance laws of of the country, Mm -hmm. but uh, I'm I'm the person receiving the maintenance income Mm -hmm. is most likely going to be spending some of that on let's say for a simple thing like medical expenses which yeah. becomes a deduction right so if we're going to allow the medical expenses as a deduction then we should be allowing or recognizing the income on the other side
1: I did say you can give us a ring by dialing 086 and ask any question to my guest mr. Farid Khan who's an executive for compliance audit at the South African Revenue Service and uh, somebody that has heeded my call is Mamusala from Boxburg Mamusala good evening How are you? I'm well, NG.
3: I'm okay. Um, I, I'm, I'm asking on behalf of a, a friend who's retired. She's 26 years retired. Mm-hmm. She submitted her income, the IRP-5, on the 23rd of April. Mm-hmm. And um, she was required to actually submit IRP-5 from 1996 to 20. 2012, I think it was wow. 2002 and um, unfortunately her house got ben- burned down and she was not able to actually have copies of those. Yes. And she has been actually been given a runaround to actually get rid, um, a refund because there were refunds due to her. We went and did an affidavit for those years. We went first to binoni uh, South, we went to Alberton. But she's not getting joy. Every time she calls, she's given a new case number. And mm-hmm. lastly, the last time that we went to uh, Alberton, she was given a complaint form, and she was supposed to telephone. And it's actually taking a toll on her because, really, she is not uh, mobile in in terms of actually going around and doing that. I,
1: I, I'm sure uh, Farid might have another question uh, for okay. you. But 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 for me, let me just understand: having retired all these years what has been her source of income
3: her source of income is her pension right yes what she did is she submitted the other returns until about 2016 because she had those ones there the it3 she had she submitted all those but the ones that were outstanding in order to release the refund that was due to be paid to her the date she was given was first june 30th june but never materialized 1st August and 30th August both that also didn't materialize and every
2: time she's given the ram around. All right, um, good evening Mama Sala. Uh, thank evening, you for sir. the call and thank you for the message and, and I think the question is, is again very important because many people out there might benefit from, from the response that you're going to get. Uh, Mama Sala, I'm, I'm hoping that the producer will take your details uh, so that we can deal with the actual query um, tomorrow. When i get back to the office because we're not going to solve your problem today but i I think your question raises a couple of very important issues one is don't be non-compliant with submitting your returns this poor lady has been non-compliant since 1996 probably as a result of ignorance or bad advice but sars or the law catches up with you at some point I mean, this is evidence. 1996, it's now 2016. Mm-hmm. That's a full 20, 20 years or almost. Yes. So please submit your returns when they're due.
3: In because, spite it, of the, because, as Merkel had actually uh, indicated earlier, that it doesn't matter what the income level or bracket is, you still have to submit.
2: Well, Mama um, Sala, the, the, the issue here is that you have an exemption. So for certain years I think the limit was 250,000 rand until 2014 I think and then we raised it to 350,000 but your friend has chosen to submit a return mm. and when you've chosen to to give up that exemption Mm-hmm. then you need to provide the supporting documentation, unfortunately. Okay. We must be able to assist you with...
3: Because I actually said to her, you need to actually submit the IRP in order for you to actually be tax compliant. Because I think from where she was sitting, she thought, oh, I'm retired and she doesn't need to Because mm-hmm. I, I don't understand how it actually happened, but I was able to actually assist her to actually do that okay. with submissions for the mm-hmm. years that uh, fall outside that ambit of 1996 to 2000. Okay.
2: Uh, Mamusala, as I said, we're not going to resolve the issue right right now, the the producer will take your details, but I want to raise the second issue that comes out of your question. So the first one is, please comply, Mm. because the long arm of the law will catch up with you. The second one is, please ensure that you get the right advice. Why did this friend of yours choose to submit after 20 years? is a question we need to ask Um, and Michael, the reason I'm raising this is unfortunately there are many, and I'm not suggesting that's the case in that's what's happened in this case. Mm. I'm just raising this for listeners to be aware of. There are many people out there giving advice Mm. as what we call tax preparers. Mm. Mm. These people are giving advice in exchange for a percentage of the refund. Mm -hmm. My advice to listeners, please stay away from that kind of advice. Go to a registered tax practitioner you can log on to the sars website and you will see whether the practitioner you have is a registered recognized practitioner with uh, with a, a recognized controlling body um because there are there is a recourse if they give you bad advice
4: mm.
2: when a person is not registered not controlled by any governing body mm. then you have no recourse mm. bad it's, like, advice, it's like having a
1: cowboy Yes. They're, they're accountable to nobody.
2: Any bad advice you receive is for your account. Mm. And they've walked away with a percentage of your refunds. Mm. And I, again, I'm not suggesting that's what happened to Mama Salas' friend. But please be advised against using fly-by-night tax preparers. All
1: right, let's see. Okay, maybe uh, before I was going to take another call, but... but but just to make sure that I I afford you all the time and and to answer uh, the question that might come let's take a break now and when we come back we continue our discussion where we take any calls from you that relate to any tax issue that you might have we're back after this know your rights know the law the law report with Michael Mitwining Bill welcome back we continue our discussion we're still talking about um, tax and it's still your show where you can give us a call and pretty much ask us anything that concerns you about matters of uh, tax And my guest in studio is Farid Khan, who's the executive for Compliance Audit at the South African Revenue Service. And trust me, uh, he'll be able to deal and help you uh, with any question that you might have. And if he can't help you in studio, he'll definitely take your number and follow up as he um, uh, has done with the previous caller. Now, let's go back to the lines and talk to Spoo from the East Rand. Spoo, good evening. Hi, Michael. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Good. Um, I
4: have two questions for the gentleman in studio. Sure. Okay, sure. The first one, um, so I am using a work, uh, an employer-provided accommodation, um, which obviously yields um, or results in, in a fringe benefit, but um, I've been taxed now in a fringe benefit for past three years, but I've been trying to prove to SARS that I shouldn't actually should be taxed, and uh, now finally I managed to prove to them that I should not be taxed, I shouldn't have been taxed on the French benefit purely because I I have to be at work um, as part of my, to be, use this accommodation as part of my responsibilities at work. So now they've granted the, the permission for me not to be taxed. So now I just want to find out if this objection is the only procedure that I can follow in order to claim back the previous fringe benefit taxes that I've been paying. The second one, is the gentleman aware of any tax provisions um in the act that allow for for the deduction of black tax in as far as uh, in, in, in that allow for the deduction of black tax. So those are my two questions I'll listen on the radio.
1: Thank you for thank you for, for those two questions. And the second question might actually sound like a joke. Um but it's it's a concern. <laughs> Um, is there so? I suppose the good thing to do is just deal with them in, in the sequence in which they are asked. But but I wanna I wanna go back to the black tax one. <laughs> thank
2: you very much. Uh, good evening, and thank you for the call. Um, appreciate the question. So the uh, so firstly, I'm glad that you were able to find common ground with SARS on the employer provided accommodation. Uh, so your question was for the prior years where the matter hasn't been resolved is the objection the only channel unfortunately yes or fortunately yes the fact that SARS still has a channel available for you to resolve prior taxes so you need to go on to e-filing hopefully you're not going into a branch Mm -hmm. go on to e-filing and submit an objection for those prior years and uh, we generally have a service level agreement commitment to you that within 60 days we will address those. And now that you've found common ground and you have um, an agreement that you've reached uh, or or you've convinced SARS rather in year one, the other years should be pretty quick to resolve.
1: All right. So so it should be an advantage to him that the the answer that is provided in the current year should readily and easily apply in respect of the previous years yes, all right so, so all right so, so that's good news for you let's see if you get good news on the second question
2: okay so before the second question i just want to clarify i'm not saying that because the current year was allowed the prior years will be automatically be allowed you right. still have to give evidence that the same circumstances exist sure yeah.
1: and 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 on that on that i mean how far back can you go you guys are going um, as far back as 1993 in respect of, I think it was um, uh How far back can Spu go, uh, assuming he wasn't paying for three, assuming he had been paying for seven or eight or nine years?
2: Yeah, so... Um- The law is that you have three years that you can submit an objection. Uh You would have to uh, uh, um, explain why you're late because you've only got 30 days after the assessment. However, there is a provision in the Tax Administration Act, and I'm not going to quote sections, uh, that allows you to go further back, uh, but you'll have to jump through a few extra hoops. Uh, Right. Uh, so there's
1: so generally three years but with exceptions you can go yes, back
2: you've got to you've got to ask for special permission to go further back all right
1: so the second question relates to black, black tax.
2: tax okay so it's well, a word
1: that I by the way personally I hate yes, I know. <laughs> all right? but but I think it's it it, it it captures the essence of the current struggle
2: well uh, I hate it too but for a different reason yeah I thought we were the only tax authority in the country <laughs> <laughs> So, who are these peop- other people collecting your taxes? <laughs> yeah. um, Sbu, I feel your pain. I, um, trust me when I tell you that all of us feel that because uh, at some point or the other, uh, I paid black taxes as well. And but it's not a deductible expense.
1: Is, is it not though? Um, because I think I think why I was particularly uh, uh, attracted to to Sbu's question was <laughs> black taxes is. is is you in many ways probably fulfilling some of the government's responsibilities. And by that, I mean, I work, I'm an attorney and I have an aunt or sister or whomever who can't take their kids to university and in a perfect world, the government should be taking kids and to school and whatever and and all of those things. But because now I'm now fulfilling a responsibility of maintaining somebody else's child, yes they are akin to me but they not i'm not legally obliged to to maintain them so i'm paying for school fees um um and 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 and, sc- and i'm paying for for medical expenses as well um is should is maybe not the should because that's ideology and 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 that's not going to get us much far but are those not deductible
2: okay michael you're a lawyer Uh, tax and any kind of legislation is complicated without us bringing the issue of moral obligations and legal obligations into the picture. So, I I hear where you're going. Um, Yes, we are fulfilling, we're not fulfilling a legal obligation but we might be fulfilling a moral obligation and then when you try to bring the law and morality together and tax laws and morality together we start to tread on very dangerous grounds. So
1: I, I wasn't seeking to do that I think it's a, legit, it's a legitimate question in this sense um, and, 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 and perhaps, perhaps now that you've made the point yeah maybe there is a moral <laughs> but, but, but less on the moral and, and probably more within the, the tax legislative scheme When I have a company and I'm paying Thomas's uh, school fees or for his kid, and and, and I'm no kin to Thomas, I can set that off and that's a tax deduction. Why can't I do it in respect of my own family? And that's a tragedy that we have. So it's kind of like, imagine Michael having a fund that supports people that want to go to school and that's probably uh, a a tax deductible scheme. However, I would have arranged it. But the minute I bring in my sister's kid, or my aunt's kid then then it's a different debate surely surely there there is a you know sh- and 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 the reason why i'm I'm emphasizing this point so i'm not even asking about why can't it be because I understand that's sort of a policy decision but in within the existing legislative scheme shouldn't I be able to show that why must I give to some guy that I don't know when i've got I've got two hundred family members that are that, that 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 i need of, of of assistance
2: okay i'm uh michael i'm not going to answer it but i'm going to respond in two ways yeah firstly um first one is a cop-out yeah we at sars apply the law we don't make the law yeah so you need to talk to the people that make the laws yeah, yeah. about about allowing this as a deduction or not allowing it as a deduction that's the first part and the second part is and i don't want to give tax advice sure there are ways in which that so-called black tax can become deductible. You just need to get good tax advice. Right, so, I'm not okay, so there is
1: a way. Okay, <laughs> black tax pay yours. There's, there's a way, get get help. <laughs> it's, it's, it, bothers a, it bothers a lot of people. Shimani from Bits, good evening to you and thank you for calling.
0: Hey Mike, good evening to a um, mature guest.
1: Hi. Right. Very good, Shimani, how are you?
0: I'm fine, thanks. I want to ask, uh, my salary uh, is less than three hundred and fifty. And I'm bad, but I'm earning overtime every month. In, in uh, let's say, in let's say ten thousand rand per month. So my question is, am I? Is it necessary for me to I mean, to file or not? If,
1: if that's the case. With your overtime, is it is it more than three hundred and fifty? If you uh, to include your overtime.
0: I think so. I think so. But the thing is, I'm working for the police. But uh, that on my uh, what do you call it? ilp five. Mm. Yeah, that amount is is not listed there. It's, it's only my basic salary, so I don't know how to how to go for it. All right. Farid? All
1: sure. Just let's 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 uh, get an answer from Farid, and perhaps he might want to ask a clarification question.
2: Uh, good evening, Shimane. Thank you for the call. Uh, thank you for the great work the police are doing out there, um, and, and for spending taxpayers' money correctly. So, appreciate that. <laughs> uh, Shimane, I'm a bit concerned about uh, what you said, that you are getting paid from the police over time and they're not reflecting it on your IRP-5. I'm sure that can't be true. Your IRP-5 should be reflective of the total income that you received from your employer. So if your IRP 5 Is below shows a gross total income less than three hundred and fifty thousand rand and that's the only IRP 5 you have and you have no other income then no, you're not required to submit a return But I would suggest that you need to go to your HR department or your finance department at the police and ask them if it that IRP 5 includes your your overtime it should if it doesn't then they it to, then they need to correct it yes so if you said that
0: then, if then it, it means my my finance uh my finance department must must,
2: must correct it yes uh, okay. but but i suspect that you may be wrong uh, shimane maybe you may be misunderstanding i think your irp5 includes your overtime uh, but just go and clarify it with your hr and if it does include it, and it's still below three hundred and fifty thousand, then you're not required to submit a return. Correct. Okay,
0: but if it is, if it's above that, that I'm afraid. Yes. Okay. Okay. Thank but, you a lot,
1: Thank you for the call, Shimani. All right. So let's take another call, and we still um, it's still your show, where you can give us a, a call and ask us any question that relate to tax. And joining me now on the line is Vincent from Centurion. Vincent, good evening. Uh, good
5: evening. How are you? Well and you. Am um, well thanks. Uh got a quick one, a uh, bit technical. Sure. Look, uh in terms of car allowance. Mm. Uh actually I, I I I structured my salary for car allowance. Mm. But I I traveled, I don't travel a lot, I traveled but I never claimed the travel. Because, you know, normally when you travel, say you go to a meeting or a workshop or whatever, then you have to submit the kilometres and claim back the petrol money. Mm. So I I never uh, submitted all those travels to claim back the money. Uh, I I can't tell you why. But, yeah, I'm just uh, curious to find out what are the tax, tax implications, especially when you, you're structured to... Put a certain portion for vehicle fine.
1: Mm. Okay.
5: I used yeah. It.
2: Thank you very much. Okay.
5: Um, and uh, let me flip the coin again. Say uh, you didn't structure as well, uh, but I would like the questions to be answered separately. Say you you didn't structure and you you still travel. Do you travel? Say probably per annum you made like three thousand kilometers. Or below 5,000 uh, what would be the, 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 the tax implication
2: all right okay thank thank you very much Vincent um, I'm gonna make an, an assumption here that when you say structured you are suggesting that you've chosen to pay tax on a higher portion of your salary so you are allowed to have a maximum of I think 20% or 40% of your car allowance tax-free you've chosen to have a smaller percentage tax-free therefore you pay a little extra taxes every month because you do not do a lot of travel so that's what that's the assumption I'm making Um, Vincent the short answer is that if you travel you need to maintain a very detailed travel logbook if you visit the SARS website You will see an example of a travel logbook you're going to require to show opening kilometers closing kilometers uh, Number of kilometers traveled reasons for travel dates, etc And if you maintain that logbook and you submit it uh, at the end of the year Potentially there may be a may or may not be a refund. I can't tell you for sure But it is in your best interest To submit that return to SARS if you choose not to that's fine you've that's your conscious decision the second part I think you said you chose not to structure that means you chose to have uh, the maximum amount of your car allowance taxed in that case it is even more motivation for you to maintain proper records of your traveling and submit that claim to SARS
1: all right. let me take another call and remember you can also give us a call by dialing 086 if you have any questions that pertain or relate to tax and joining me in studio is mr farid khan who's the executive for compliance audits Lerato from winchester good evening
6: uh, good evening guys how are you well and you good um uh, just a quick one mr farid um up until the end of 2016, I was uh, employed by a particular company X, and uh, beginning of 2017 I left. And during the uh, filing season of last year, that is 2017, as usual, I filed my returns, and the assessment came out that uh, 23,000 was due to me from SARS. But then that went for auditing, and when it came back from auditing. Uh, it turned out that, uh, despite the pay as we earn that has been deducted from, uh, me by, my uh, employer, um, that has never, uh, or a part of it was never paid over to SARS. And as a result, 134,000 was owed to SARS by my former employer. Now, I was advised, uh, by various, uh, by way of various, uh, uh correspondence from SARS that uh, in order for me to be paid my 23,000 rents, which was assessed in my favor, I need to pay 134,000 rents, which was meant to be paid by my former employer.
1: Hmm. Hello? Hello, yeah. we got we got it, we got Wait. it. Fareed, you got any yeah. follow-up questions? Now, yes. Yeah,
6: now my my, my my question is that, um, surely uh, mathematically does not make sense for me, uh, in order financially, I mean to pay 134,000 in order to get paid uh, 23,000 rent. And um, you, you did advise another gentleman that uh, the proper way of doing the, uh, for resolving this is by way of uh, objection. Um, various objections have been made, and but to date, we, we, we I mean, uh, I don't get any joy from SARS, and um, I don't. or oh, fail I mean, to add to add on that, uh, a month ago, I got a, I got a call from the uh, collections department of SARS wherein I was asked when will I come in to make arrangements in order to pay 134,000 rand, which uh, legally I'm not obliged to pay that. Uh, it's my former employer who's supposed to pay over that to SARS. My assessment has been made. Uh, 23,000 rand is due to me. Mm-hmm. Um, we've lodged uh, a dispute or an objection. We've got a case number. Sure. But uh, it, it uh, doesn't the question, seem to be resolved.
1: question sufficiently registered. Let's, let's uh, solicit an answer for you.
2: Yeah, thank you. Um, Thank you, Lerato. And uh, again, I hope that the uh, producer is going to take down your details and give me that information at the end of the show. I promise to take this up and and have a look at it. Again, because we're not going to be able to solve this here. But I want to clarify the principle. SARS is very clear about this, that we will not punish the taxpayer for the non-compliance of the employer. Yeah. Uh, we will not do it. I'm very surprised that the suggestion is that we have. There's probably uh, a, a misunderstanding somewhere along the line, yeah. either with us or with Larato. Mm-hmm. but we can only clarify this when we get the details.
1: I, I suppose is, is the answer perhaps not at two levels because if... if uh, uh, Lerato, Larato, you still there? Yeah. Okay. How, how much do you earn? Because where, where I'm thinking is going, surely it becomes the responsibility of the employee... If they were liable to submit returns, because I'm not sure if I'm mixing issues here. Um,
6: no, I, I think you are, because um, as an employee, my obligation and my duty is to submit the returns during the I mean during the seasons for filing. Yeah, which I did. Right. The assessment came back in my favor. Ah, okay. But, All right. Cool. But it was subject to the employer complying. I'm being
1: punished for my former employer not complying. Spot on. So it's not for what you didn't do. Got it. All right. Okay. No, no, no not at all. Uh,
2: I'm all clean right. as a milk. We little. got it. We got. It. <laughs> okay, so so Lerato, as I said, uh this is not the the way SARS would operate. They would not punish you for your your employer's non-compliance. I'm pretty sure there's a uh something else, some other information that we're missing, but share the, share the information with us, with the, with the uh, producer rather, and we'll take it offline.
1: Alright, thanks Loretta thanks for your call, uh, Thomas will take your details and you'll get help offline Let's take a break and when we come back, we're taking more of your calls, uh, Enoch, I see you, Richard I see you, uh, look forward to taking your questions, we're back after this
0: The Law Report with Michael Bell Kaya
1: FM 95.9 Welcome back 18 minutes before 9 o'clock. It's still your show where we talk about whatever you want to talk about if it pertains to tax. And we've managed to secure um, Mr. Farid Khan, who's the executive for Compliance Order, to take all your calls. And if he can't help you uh, live, he'll help you offline, as you've seen, um, has done for, for Lerato. Um, um, and, and, and our first call, I think it was uh, Mamudupi. Let's go back to the lines and talk to, shall we go to Enoch from Jobek? Enoch, good evening.
7: Yes, how are you, sir? Well, and
1: you.
7: Yeah, and hi to the gentleman on the studio with you.
2: Good, good evening, Enoch.
7: Yes, uh, my question is, uh, like uh, the terms that you're using, uh, filing and stuff, some of us, we don't understand that way. Mm. So you say, if somebody earns less than 350,000 rand per, per annum, that person is not supposed to pay, uh, pay as you earn, is what you're saying?
1: No, no, no. Um, no no no. So, so 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 maybe let's try to help you. Are are you are you employed?
7: I'm not employed. Like um I'm starting a business right now. Oh, so I've got uh, some employee uh, one employee at the moment.
1: Right. All right. Maybe maybe let's pick it up where we we probably should have. Yes. Who's liable to pay because I think filing and paying pay as you earn are different things. And we've explained I'll what let, hang on i'm trying to structure your question and, and if i haven't done yeah. a good job uh, I'll, I'll let you come yeah. in but how i understand uh, enoch's question is um we've explained what filing a return is but what we haven't done is is um dealing with who uh, must pay pay as you earn and after you know um, what's the threshold for paying that amount uh, maybe let's, let's start yeah. there and, and enoch if, if if i haven't covered you i'll, I'll allow you to come in again Okay, Farid?
2: Okay, thank you very much, uh, Enoch. And I think uh, your questions is is uh, directing the the conversation very nicely. Mm. Um, yes. And I think a lot of people don't understand this difference. So we have two thresholds. Mm. We have a registration threshold mm-hmm. and a tax and a filing threshold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's clarify that. Um, yes. And I didn't check the li- uh, this just before I got to the show, but I think the current threshold is seventy 72- two. 72,000 rand per annum. Pounds, per annum I might be a couple of rands off there sure but anything if you earn below 72,000 rand, you're not required or, s- or whatever that threshold is sure. right you're not required to withhold PAYE for that employee earning that amount mm-hmm. and you're not allowed to pay you're not required to pay any taxes mm. you will still be required okay. to to register for UIF and all of that stuff mm. Uh, if you earn above that threshold, but below three hundred and fifty thousand you still pay PAYE But you are not required to submit a return
1: to SARS. Right. That's called filing, right Enoch. Are you helped? Yes,
7: yes, uh, I'm listening,
1: I'm listening. Uh, it, it, <laughs> ha, 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 Has Farid clarified your question? Do you have a residual question for him? Yes,
7: yes, the, the uh, other question is is Like when I have uh, something that I don't know about taxes and stuff, Mm. if I go to sales offices because we've got one there by Alberto, but uh, I don't know which uh, door should I knock to when I've got some questions about What question
1: do you have? Let's see if we can help. So you're starting a business and and you have one employee and you want to know how you want to deal with that.
7: Yes, but uh, you understand. Now I'm on the radio. I must. I might not have, uh, have a good chance to ask all my questions. Right, right. Like, uh, yeah. So okay. that's why I'm um, asking. Uh,
1: so, if you need help, where uh, do you go? Yes. Good. Yes, good. Yes, good. Thank yes. you for your question. That's a very good question, Fareed.
2: Thank you, Enoch. And again, thank you. Uh, your question is going to help me to give you give all all of the listeners a very important number: zero eight hundred double zero
1: sars
7: uh, can uh, can you just uh, hold a second for second we'll, we'll repeat
1: will repeat, we'll repeat the will repeat okay. it again before we close but just just but just just, just, just yeah, give, me, give me that number again
2: so it's 0800 007277 good that's the number for our uh, contact center Oh eight hundred. okay uh, that's the number for our contact center and we have qualified tax consultants uh very highly skilled people in the various taxes so you will go on to that uh, contact center select inox case he would select small business yeah and he will be helped
1: and yeah. can he go to a branch
2: uh he can but right now is not a good good idea to go to the branch it's filing season the branches so are packed, long, so queues are long but
1: generally you can go to the, so call, center, call, the call, call center you probably get a lot faster help and and any given time except now you can actually go and visit richard from soweto good evening Hi, how are you? Well, thank you, Richard. How are you? I'm
4: fine. I just have one question. I was working for a a certain company, Mm -hmm. and I was running in 2018. Mm -hmm. So, you know, before you get all the money, it goes to all the ways and goes to the tax, and everything was fine. Mm -hmm. So now I received a message in June that I'm owing a a tax. And I'm self employed now, and I tell the guys that I'm not working. I'm self employed. I'm not even earning that money that goes in the future. I need to pay even 20 and everything just to cover up the money that I was Which I money? Because before I left work, the money was deducted and right. we went to the tax, and everything.
1: And 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 Richard, I think it's a very important question. And 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 if 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 I understand his question, for is, and and or perhaps not his question, but the solution to his question is: if you're working, Cyrus knows you as somebody that works and is used to receiving money from you. And then um, if you don't tell them that you're not working anymore, this system kicks up that you're supposed to be paying. Is uh, uh, am I sort of getting to, to 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 a possible answer there? No,
4: I I don't get it nicely. What I'm trying to say is that the last
7: time
4: that I escaped
1: a problem. Yeah. See, no, no, no I, I understood I, I understood mind. you. I was just I was just putting the question to to Farid to say maybe that's okay. why SARS is, is, is bothering you.
2: Okay, so uh, uh, Richard, can I
1: listen
4: to the radio of course you know, to of
2: course. Again, uh, Richard, I uh, please supply your information to the, to the producer as well. I'd mm-hmm. like to look into this matter. Uh, I, I suspect, uh, Michael, what has happened here is that his last uh, assessment mm-hmm. found him liable to pay some taxes. So, mm-hmm. Sars is not calling him for monies that he owes us after his employment or during his self-employment. Because for that, we would ask him for returns, yeah. not for money we are if we if he owes us money, it's because we assessed him on his lump sums that he received, and he perhaps he's not aware of that assessment that he received. but would you know
1: if somebody stops working um or you know because if you have me as a taxpayer yes. and I just disappear off your radar, yes, just like that um without telling you that. Um, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even suggesting that that's the answer, I'm yes. sort of exploring whether it might be the answer.
2: So, so the answer is yes, we would know if you've left formal employment because yeah. we will not be getting a return for you from your employer. Right. Because
1: I know for example with companies, if you registered for pays you earn or whatever and you stop submitting mm-hmm. um, SARS needs to know why I'm have submitting. you stopped. Is it, yes. Alright, all right, back to the lines. Mm-hmm. Um, Zuehli from Benoni, good evening.
0: Uh good evening gentlemen how are you
1: Good zeli how are you
0: I'm very well thank you
1: mm.
0: Uh listen i um, I just have a quick one um calling behalf of my wife um what happens if you are unemployed for a certain time let's say maybe for 2 years are you required uh, by law to submit returns obviously mm-hmm. or are you allowed Sure all right yeah.
1: Um, I, I think the quick answer there is no, because one, you're not earning 350, you're not earning more than 350,000 Rands. but in any event, so that's the return issue, but you're not sort of supposed to submit tax because you're earning below 75,000 or 72, whatever the number is. Um, um, and we'll try to check it as well. Maybe in in the course of the show, we'll, we'll try to Google that threshold so that we, we, we are clear with you. So, so thank you for your very quick question, uh, Musa from Alex, good evening. Hello, Musa.
0: Hello.
1: Yes, hi. How are you? Good. What's your question, yes, Musa?
0: Uh, okay, my question is, uh,
1: Musa, I'm tell you what, I'm going to come back to you, try to get an improved line for us. Kanya from Fourways, good evening.
3: Good evening. I just want to find out if your return is referred for an audit mm which I understand takes about 21 working days to be completed, and that 21 days lapses, how much longer can one expect for it to be finalized if it's supposedly escalated? Because that's the situation I'm sitting with right now.
1: Sweet and sharp. Yeah,
2: thank you very much, Kanya. Kanya, we are striving to 21 working days. So a lot of people don't understand the concept of 21 working days 21 Mm -hmm. working days is roughly 30 calendar days Mm -hmm. So we are striving to that but the good news and this is my opportunity to say thank you to the listeners and to South Africans generally uh, South Africans have responded Amazingly to our to our plea to them to become compliant we've received more than 3 million returns from the first of July to date uh, and the good news is the more people become compliant, the more uh, work we have. Um, so, yes, we, we are overstepping that service level agreement that we have, the 30-day uh, agreement, but by a couple of days, Kanya. We th- should be done with your return in literally a few days once we've uh, exceeded that
1: threshold. Um, Kanya, are you helped?
3: I am for now, I'll observe and see what happens because I think this is the first time actually, I know in the past it used to be 30 working days, but much as they've shortened the turnaround time, this is the first time that it's taken this long mm. for an audit to take place without any updates um, from us. But um, for now I'm, I'm answered. I'll, I'll, I'll just observe what happens. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you Kanya.
1: Thank you very much for your call. Mary from Ranfontine. Good evening. Good evening. Yep. My
3: name is Mary.
7: Um, In 2013, I resigned from my formal employee. Mm-hmm. And then um, some, a friend of mine did my tax return for, for that year. So okay. when I went to France...
1: M- Mary, Mary summer- do me one great favor. D- turn off your radio, and we'll, we'll pick up the line. But let me just go to to Twitter. And I got a tweet from Henrietta Nkadi Ming. And she says, good evening. My late dad's former employer has been saying... They are having trouble with the submission of tax deduction on the money owed to him. That's a retrenchment package. This has been ongoing since February 2018. What can we do in this instance? Um, so she seems to be having problem getting sort of the, the retrench. He seems to have been retrenched prior to his death, and the employer is having some kind of a difficulty in, in, in recovering the money.
2: Okay, I'm not sure, uh, Michael, that I completely understand Mm. that because when the person is retrenched and now you're saying the person has passed on Mm. uh, there would be lump sum payments involved and that would require a tax directive yeah Um, and and the tax directive process is a very very automated process Mm. there's hardly any human interventions so why they're struggling is something i do not understand but again if henrietta can give us more details
1: yeah so tell you what henrietta if you can call um if you can call us now you may not be able to take your um if you know i know you it's on twitter and we can only do so much with just your your 140 characters um, g- g- give us some kind of way of getting your contact details, and uh, Farida will uh, undertake to to come back to you and offer you some kind of assistance. Mary from Ranfantine, let's hope the radio is off.
7: Good evening. Hi. On twenty four thirteen, I resigned from my employee, and then I'm, I go a friend of mine that's me my e-filing. Then um, I've been struggling to get into the e-filing so that I can file my things, and um, also. They said it doesn't reflect that I I wasn't working for a year and a half mm-hmm. because I went here and ran for the to find out to it.
1: Okay, so so your question? Well, I'm trying, yeah,
7: I'm trying to, to get into the e-filing just to just to remove his email so that I can do e-filing on myself for myself. Right. Okay.
1: Oh, oh! So I think is, so. The question, as as I understand, is that somebody used to do it for you. Now, now has, that you want to we'll do it yourself, you that. can't. You can't access. Is that the question? Yes.
2: All right. Yes. Thank you, uh, Mary. I, um, my advice to you is, uh, and again, this is something that I think all listeners will benefit from. Um, this year, SARS has done something really special, Michael. We've introduced something called Help You E File mm. for people like Mary. Mm who might be having some kind of difficulty with the the e-filing. So what happens here is you log on to e-filing and uh, an icon pops up on your screen, Mm -hmm. an icon pops up on your screen uh, called help you e-file. If you click on that icon, you get in touch with a tax consultant at our contact center live, who can walk you through the e-filing pages tell you what to do, where to do it, what where to find. So when Mary needs to update her profile mm-hmm. and get back her profile mm-hmm. they will assist her with that.
1: That sounds cool actually. Quite quite impressive. Hopoto um, from Hamanskral. Good evening.
7: Good evening. Thanks, thanks for taking my call. Um, my question will just be sharp and short. No? Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed that um, for those who, who have a medical aid they do get, actually not Deductions per se, but they do get the tax credits. Mm-hmm. But for us, because I don't have a medical aid, but I'm working, and I for for this month, for example, I've been in and out of hospital, and I've been spending some lot of cash. So I was wondering how will I get the uh, the tax credit, just like for those who who get, get uh, tax credits when they have medical aid. Because like for for those who don't have then it's a bit of a problem to
1: get sure. tax v- Very important or, yeah. question. Very important question. I really appreciate it, Chobotso. Thank you.
2: Thank you very much, Roberto. Um SARS will always allow you a deduction for your medical expenses. Yeah uh you do not get a a medical credit because you don't have a a medical aid that's correct because credits are legislated uh, based on the contributions to a medical aid Mm -hmm. but you have you have what we call in sars out-of-pocket expenses yes out-of-pocket medical expenses you're allowed to claim that on your tax return
1: and 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 i think maybe just to um uh, without purporting to be an expert but as a taxpayer from experience i have medical aid but in addition to having medical aid i also can claim Additional cost. So, if Correct. I'm buying medicine out of the medical aid, if I produce that receipt, that is tax deductible. Absolutely. So, and 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 on that, on that, if you can in 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 15 seconds, what are the what is tax deductible? So, you're earning and you're filing your returns. What can you recover? So, it's the medical expenses. Yes.
2: So, all your. Payments to doctors, payments to pharmacies for prescription medication. Please don't claim for your disciplines and your panados. They're not tax deductible. Uh, So prescription medication and um, medical practitioners, any payments to them is fully taxed, is deductible. Uh, But... Before, for you to qualify please ensure that you keep the receipts the yes. invoices proof of payment because SARS will ask you for that
1: what else i know i know pension is is, is also deductible
2: retirement annuity contributions yep. and pensions are deductible mm-hmm. um, um, medical aid uh, contributions and
1: um, and I, I wanted to touch on that tax saving thing, but unfortunately we have run out of time. But if I wanted to know more about that tax saving, because I think it's a it's a brilliant initiative where you encourage your citizens to save money. Yes. Where do they get more information about that
2: uh, tax free savings? It's called um, mm. again on our website. Um, The the, there's you can search for the tax free savings uh, uh, schemes and they will give you all of the details.
1: All right, thank you very much. I'm afraid we have run out of time, but let me thank you very much, Farid. Thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you very much. Stay tuned. Stay tuned tuned. to Kaya FM for more. (laughs)